0: Beloved Church, this is the day that the Lord has made. Let us rejoice and be glad in it. Grace and peace to you in the name of Jesus Christ, and welcome to worship with Morrisville Presbyterian Church. Welcome to those of you who are worshiping from home and those who are worshiping in the sanctuary. Welcome to those of you who are visitors with us this morning as well as longtime members It is a joy to worship with all of you this day For those of you in the sanctuary this morning I invite you to find the red friendship folder in your pew And provide some information and sign it, please Uh, Just in case we need some information in the future We would be happy to contact you with that information And we are glad you are here with us this morning. Beloved Church, it is with sadness but in the certain hope of the resurrection of Jesus Christ that I share with you that we will be having Linda Tadlock's memorial service next Saturday, September 18th at 1 p.m. here at the church. Though Linda died in the height of the pandemic, we are grateful for the opportunity to gather now and celebrate her life next Saturday, September 18th at 1 p.m. here at the church. Morrisville Presbyterian Church, we are excited about what is in store for the weeks ahead. We hope you will join us for the beginning of Sunday school next week before worship, as well as our Grounded in Grace picnic after worship. If you have not already done so, please RSVP to the lunch by writing picnic next to your name in the friendship pad or calling the church office We hope you will join us and you can find more information about all that is in store At mpc during the next couple of weeks and our most recent currents articles um, Which you can find uh, in your email that you have in your worship link as well as here in the narthex A printed copy here in the narthex Due to some mailing issues, we are encouraging folks who would like printed copies to pick one up here at the church in the Narthex. We are excited for all that is in store. Beloved church, we gather in the presence of our God to be renewed in spirit and in truth and in peace. So, as you are able, please stand and join me in our responsive call to worship. In Christ, the God of heaven, has made a home on earth. Christ dwells among us and is one with us. Highest of all creation, he lives among the least. He journeys with the rejected and welcomes the weary. He breathes new life of the Spirit. The Spirit of God is among us. As you are able, please remain standing and join together in singing hymn number 366, Love Divine, All Loves Excelling.
1: Beloved Church, the psalmist models a transparent faith with these words. Search me, O God, and know my heart. Test me and know my thoughts. See if there is any wicked way in me, and lead me in the way everlasting. My friends, we express our longing for God's leading by our own transparent confession. And so let us join our voices together and offer the prayer of confession in your bulletin before God. Let us pray. Risen Lord, you have breathed the Spirit upon us and sent us forth to testify to what we have heard and seen. Yet we resist this calling, huddling behind locked doors rather than stepping out with confidence. We yearn for more, more proof, more courage, more guidance, more faith, and forget that you have given us all we need, the gift of the Holy Spirit. Forgive us, we pray. Free us from fear and send us forth to proclaim we have seen the Lord. Beloved Church, the mercy of God is from everlasting to everlasting. I declare to you in the name of Jesus Christ, you are forgiven. Believe the good news of the Gospel. In Jesus Christ, we are forgiven. Thanks be to God, Alleluia, Amen. Beloved of Christ, the peace of Christ be with you, and also with you. One more time, the peace of Christ be with you, and also with you. Share signs of that beloved peace with one another, friends. my young friends, forward for our time with young disciples. Hey, Rory. Hi. It's good to see you. Hi, Harrison. I'm so glad you're here. Hi, McKinley. Hi, Lincoln. Oh, it's wonderful to see you all. I'm so glad you are here. So I, in a few minutes, if you're still in here, you may go out with Mr. Carpenter after this. I want to tell you something. In a few minutes, Pastor Alex is going to read a scripture passage that is all about breath. Do you know what breath is? Do you know what breathing is? It's that thing most of us are doing all the time without realizing it, right? Can you take a big breath for me? One more time. We breathe in we breathe out. Jesus, you want mommy to sit here? I'll scoot over so she can sit. Perfect idea. Jesus appeared to his disciples, and guess what he said? He appeared to them after he rose from the dead, and he said, peace be with you. He said, peace be with you, which is what we just offered to one another. Remember, we shared the peace of Christ with one another. And then the silliest thing happened. Are you ready for this? He said, peace be with you. And then he breathed on them. He went like this. (gasps) Because in that breath, he was saying, receive the Holy Spirit. When I am breathing on you, you can know that the Holy Spirit is coming upon you and you can breathe that Spirit in. What do you have? A boo boo. Well, you know what? We are going to. That happens sometimes. And you know what? We are going to pray for that today, too, Rory. I understand. That happens in my house sometimes, too it's healing that's wonderful and you know what all this breathing that jesus did that day with his disciples it reminded me of maybe you could help me of a breath prayer that we do a lot together does anyone remember that spirit in as we breathe self out spirit in self out and it reminded me of that because jesus breathed on his disciples saying receive the holy spirit and when we do that prayer we are asking god's spirit to come within us spirit in self out and this is a prayer keep in mind that you can pray anytime. at home at school on the playground when you're scared, when you have a boo-boo, Rory, that's a great time to say this prayer, too. When you're having a hard day, or when you just want to feel God's presence with you. This is a prayer you can pray anytime, just with your breath. Just as Jesus did for his disciples all those years ago. What? It was my school. It was, so you can pray this prayer at school, too. That's great. So we're going to practice this prayer together You have two schools? That's amazing. We can practice this prayer in both schools. Yeah, and at the other school, Miss Anne-Marie said. Wonderful. Well, you can teach Miss Anne-Marie this prayer, too, if you'd like. So I'm going to challenge each of you sometime this week. I want you to remember to pray this prayer. And all these people out there, I'm going to challenge them with the same thing, to pray this prayer because it's so easy. And it's a reminder that we invite God's Spirit within us to give us courage or peace or love or mercy or whatever it is we need at any given point in time. So let's practice our prayer together. This is going to be the prayer we all pray together. Spirit in, self out. Spirit in, self out. Spirit in, self out. Amen. Thank you all so much for coming up. You keep praying for that boo-boo, okay, Rory? It's healing. You can't even find it anymore. I believe it. Well, we will keep praying for that, too. You all can go to music with Mr. Carpenter in the back, or you can go and sit with your parents or grandparents.
0: As we seek now to breathe in God's spirit through the word proclaimed, let us prepare our hearts and minds in prayer. Let us pray. God, whose mystifying love unlocks our hardened hearts, tune our being to your word for us this day. Breathe into us renewed energy And call us to your way of life. In your holy name we pray. Amen. Our scripture passage this morning comes from the Gospel of John, chapter 20, verses 19 through 23. Listen for the word of the Lord. When it was evening on that day, the first day of the week, the doors of the house of the disciples, where the disciples had met, were locked for fear of the Jews. Jesus came and stood among them and said, Peace be with you. After he said this, he showed them his hands and his side. Then the disciples rejoiced when they saw the Lord. Jesus said to them again, Peace Be with you. As the Father has sent me, so I send you. When he had said this, he breathed on them and said to them, Receive the Holy Spirit. If you forgive the sins of any, they are forgiven them. If you retain the sins of any, they are retained. This is the word of the Lord. There is nothing like a good commencement. It does not matter to me if it is graduation for high school, college, or a second grader. I love them all. I love that dozens of family members flock from near and far to sit in direct sunlight on a 90-degree day so they can hear the faint sound of hours-long ceremony from bleachers. I love the image of a white-bearded academic, a white-haired academic processing into a stadium with a medieval weapon (laughs) flanked by hundreds of students taking selfies and TikTok videos in black gowns like mine. I love when parents squeeze into the corners of elementary schools to catch a glimpse of their children in makeshift paper hats reciting songs they learned in kindergarten. Graduations are special. Graduations are special because they mark a transition. We traverse major highways, shell out money for gifts, and stuff our purses and pockets with tissues, all to celebrate the achievement of graduating, and to acknowledge that this person who used to be so little is now embarking on a new journey whether it is for yourself or someone you know, whether it is moving from one grade to the next or moving out on your own, commencements can be bittersweet. The tears we witness in a parent's eye or the butterflies in the graduate's stomach acknowledge the list of endings that accompany a graduation. Having to move from one familiar class or school to the next, to an unknown place. Having to move from one... having to say goodbye to teachers and friends and sometimes even family. Having to step away from the certainty and familiarity you built up piece by piece over countless hours of daily routine. These kinds of endings are the reason why we often associate commencement ceremonies with tearful hugs, emotional yearbook signings, and family pictures trying to grasp this moment in time before it slips away. We often associate commencement solely with endings, but the definition of commencement is actually A beginning. To commence is not to end, but to begin. Every summer on our youth in mission trip, we have a closing worship service on our final night. The youth and adults gather to sing songs, give Jerusalem crosses to new trip-goers, and share heartfelt reflections on the past week. The way we close this service is by blessing the high school seniors for whom this will be their last trip. The seniors collect themselves in the center of the room. The rest of us gather around them. And we start to lay our hands on the seniors' heads and shoulders before the blessing. And before I say this blessing, I remind all of people who are present that from the beginning of time when Christians first gathered, they shared this ancient practice. When someone would leave the group, others would gather and lay their hands on them, recognizing the spirit that brought them together and the spirit that will bind them forever. It is not solely an ending, but a beginning, a beginning that began when they first walked through the doors of MPC and was building until this moment. In this ending, it is a sending forth, a new horizon. And when the blessing is over and the hands are lowered, a kind of adulthood commences. a new form of faith. Commencements are special. Commencements can be bittersweet. Commencements are beginnings. Our Bible story for this morning is a commencement. Jesus' death marked a transition for the world and especially for the disciples that we meet in our text this morning. Up until this point in John's gospel, the disciples have been with Jesus pretty regularly. When Jesus performed his first miracle at the wedding in Cana, the disciples were there. When Jesus was, walk- was talking to the Samaritan woman at the well and walking on water in Galilee, the disciples were there. When Jesus was arguing with the Pharisees at the temple and having his last supper in Jerusalem, the disciples were there. In the Gospel of John, when Jesus is present, you can pretty much guess that the disciples were there. Learning, growing in faith, becoming Christ's messengers. But all this seems to come to a halt when Jesus was betrayed, arrested, and killed. I can imagine the disciples feeling bitter about this particular ending as they sit huddled in the dark with the doors locked. I picture Peter, Mary, and Matthew saying to themselves, a couple of hours ago we were sitting with our friend, our teacher, who was telling us that he is the way, the truth, the life. And now this life is dead. I can picture John and Martha asking themselves, who do we turn to now that he is gone? What are we to do now that we are ill-equipped for this moment? Why has this mantle fallen to us? And it it is in this moment of self-doubt, and uncertainty, when faith feels paper-thin, that Christ appears. Like a ghost or something, Jesus appears through the locked doors and stands in their midst. He offers them to see and touch the wounds on his hands and sides so that they may know that it is truly Jesus. And of all the words that the Son of God could say to his beloved followers who are cowering in corners, who are not sure how to respond to this cosmic event in time, Jesus says, peace, be with you. Jesus says, peace, be with you. Now, do not overlook the significance of what Jesus says here. I know peace be with you is a common phrase for us Christians, and it kind of feels like the, hey, how are you doing of first century Palestine? But the scene here is not the equivalent of Jesus running into an acquaintance at the grocery store and moving the line along in aisle two with common chit-chat. Instead, this is more like Jesus hijacking the feed of every cable news network and declaring a truth to the world in prime time. This man promised to his disciples a peace that gives no reason to let their hearts be troubled. This man walked through the valley of death and came back through the other side. This man came back to his disciples and said, The peace that you thought died with me is real, it is true, and it can conquer anything, even death. It is a peace we know when we can get quiet enough to feel the beating of our hearts and are reminded of the gift of life, even after we have fought with a loved one or are sitting in an emergency room. It is the peace we know when we witness communities being vehicles for healing and justice, even after harrowing storms or violent acts of hate. It is a peace we know when we believe in something greater than us that is moving and shaking this world towards good, even when we can't control it. It is the peace we know when we are reminded of the story of a man who loved the world so much he died for it. And his God brought him back to life to tell that story to his followers so that his followers. Would be the peace and work towards that peace in the world. The disciples did not realize it, but on that Easter, mor- Easter night, a commencement occurred. The disciples marked the end of Jesus' life with fear and isolation, but Jesus had other ideas. Instead, Jesus appeared to the disciples and marked his death with a new beginning. He met the disciples where they were. He breathed on them new life of the Holy Spirit. He declared to them the peace that he promised them was real and true and will be with them forever. He graduated them from followers to leaders. And he sent them on their way To share this peace with the world, to begin a new creation that is centered not in greed, hatred, and fear, but in love, faith, and peace. When I lived in Philadelphia, I worked next to a resale clothing boutique. Every once in a while, I would stop by and peruse the collared shirts and and jeans sections to see if there was anything that I liked. After a couple of months, I came to build a relationship with some of the store clerks who worked there. One of the employees was Ibrahim. A tall, gregarious, and full of life gentleman, standing at six foot five with broad shoulders and a wide grin, his charismatic personality was infectious with every person he came into contact with. Over simple conversations at the register, I came to learn about this man's life story, how he was managing a boxing proga- program for kids in his neighborhood and how his Islamic faith influenced his life. Well, one day, I found myself in the store and was about to bring some clothes to the counter, when Ibrahim takes off and rushes out of the door. Startled and not sure what to do, I looked out into the direction of where Ibrahim left, and the only thing I could hear were faint shouts echoing down the street. After a couple of minutes, my nerves were eased when Ibrahim walks back into the store and started to wring up my clothes as if nothing had happened. I looked at him with a tilted head and confused look, asking, what was that about? He explained, I forgot to greet the woman who I helped before you. She was a Muslim, too, and I have to share signs of peace with fellow Muslims through our greeting, Salam Alaikum. Now, I don't remember how much my t-shirts cost that day, but seared into my memory is a six-foot-five man running down Fairmount Avenue to spread peace to his fellow people of faith. Beloved Church, We live in a world that desperately needs God's peace. We live in a world confronted with the effects of climate change. We live in a nation still grieving the terrorist attacks on 9-11. We live in a time where next month seems as uncertain as next decade. And yet, We live in a world where our God came and lived among us, among all this turmoil, to breathe new life and new peace where it is desperately needed. Like a six-foot-five man running and yelling down the street, the resurrected Christ came to the disciples and declared good news to a weary world. In God, you can find peace. a peace that surpasses all understanding. So when you find it, when you live in it, I'm going to ask you to share it, for it is a peace that becomes greater in company. So go, find and share this peace with the world. Commence a new beginning. Let it be so. Amen.
1: Friends, please stand and join me as we affirm our faith from the words in your bulletin from a brief statement of faith. Together, let us state what we believe. We trust in God, the Holy Spirit, everywhere the giver and renewer of life. The Spirit justifies us by grace through faith, sets us free to accept ourselves And to love God and neighbor, and binds us together with all believers in the one body of Christ, the Church. The same Spirit who inspired the prophets and apostles rules our faith and life in Christ through Scripture, engages us through the word proclaimed, claims us in the waters of baptism, feeds us with the bread of life and the cup of salvation and calls women and men to all ministries of the Church. In a broken and fearful world, the Spirit gives us courage to pray without ceasing, to witness among all peoples to Christ as Lord and Savior, to unmask idolatries in church and culture, to hear the voices of peoples long silenced, and to work with others for justice, freedom, and peace. Amen. Friends, you will notice that this week and in the next week or two to come, we are singing the same hymn. Following this affirmation of faith, we will do this for the next couple weeks as we are reminded what it is that God's breath of life means to us, how we might be filled fully with that breath that we might be ambassadors of God's love and peace and mercy in the world. And so let us join our voices and sing together, Breathe On Me, Breath of God, number 286. may be seated friends much inspiration for our prayer today comes from the Reverend Greer Booker Richards and the Reverend Chris Shelton throughout our prayer today you will be prompted by the words Lord in your mercy and I invite you to respond hear our prayer Lord in your mercy hear our prayer let us pray God of grace and God of glory. God, our peace. God, our comfort. We give you thanks that you allow us to glimpse your glory in the face of Christ, the one who appeared among his disciples with the breath of your spirit and said, Peace be with you. As we move through the hours of each day, may we rest in the presence and peace of that spirit as we breathe in your love and your mercy and your grace and your justice that we might breathe out these things into a waiting world. In doing so, may we breathe out all those things that would otherwise separate us from you. Lord, in your mercy, hear our prayer. Merciful God, as we look back, and recall where we were, who we were with, and how we felt 20 years ago on 9-11. We are flooded with so many memories and emotions. We ask that you would rain down your peace upon us, drive away from us any vengeful urges or whispers from within that would ever compel us to return evil for evil And instead, fix our eyes on the myriad of images of helpers from that day, of firefighters, police officers, pastors, office workers, and all sorts of ordinary citizens. May their lasting legacies be the icons that inspire acts of kindness, words of love, and demonstrations of community both within us and among us. Lord, in your mercy, hear our prayer. We pray for those whose lives were forever changed on September 11th, 2001. Grant comfort to those who grieve, O God. And strengthen those who struggle with questions that remain unanswered. Enable us all to cling to the examples of goodness that emerged out of that horror of strangers banding together people lining up to donate blood, congregations opening their doors to offer respite to anyone in need. May these acts of mercy be the ripple that reverberates through history, revealing your sure power to bring redemption, reconciliation, and resurrection out of the depths of despair and death. Lord, in your mercy, hear our prayer. Holy and mighty God, as we cling to the reminder this day and this week to never forget, we also confess our forgetfulness is on full display. Because certainly we will never forget the horror of that day, but looking around our world these days, it's impossible to think we haven't forgotten the rest of it. The way we all came together, The way we held each other and wept together. The way we sang together and reached out to our neighbors. The way we supported each other and found community through the pain. We're supposed to remember the way the walls fell, not simply the tower walls, but the walls that fell between us. Most of us could not forget the horror of that day if we tried, but as we look toward the next 20 years, may you empower us not to forget the rest of it. May those echoes from 20 years ago be seeds of hope and kindness such that 20 years from now we might commemorate a restoration of a sense of humanity, that we might commemorate your call to be a beloved community. Empower us for this work, O God. May we never forget any of it. Lord, in your mercy, hear our prayers. God of mercy, we ask this morning that you would be a present and steadfast help to those left reeling from Hurricane Ida. We pray for all who are ill for those who grieve the loss of loved ones, for those whose physical, mental, and economic well-being have been most severely impacted by the havoc wrought by this pandemic. Grant wisdom to all entrusted with civic leadership as they discern and negotiate just ways in which to aid those most afflicted. Move our hearts to put partisanship aside for the common good so that safeguards against the virus will not be ignored and that our communities may be restored and revitalized. Lord, in your mercy, hear our prayer. In the words of Laura Jean Truman, grant us the humility of a decentered but beloved self, As we continue to take the single step that is in front of us, keep us from becoming what we are called to transform. Protect us from using the world's violence in our words, in our theology, in our activism, and in our politics. Keep our anger from becoming cruelty, keep our sorrow from collapsing into self pity. Keep our hearts soft enough to keep breaking. Keep our outrage turned toward justice and not cruelty, and keep us fiercely kind. All these things we pray in the name of the one whose life, witness, and devotion we pattern ours after, Jesus the Christ, who taught us to pray, saying, Our Father, Beloved church, please stand and join us singing hymn number 726, Will You Come and Follow Me.
0: Beloved church, on that Easter night, Christ commenced a new beginning. He summoned all of us to lead a life centered in God's peace. So go and live and share that peace with the world. And as we go, may the peace of Jesus Christ go with you, wherever He may send you. May He guide you through the wilderness. protect you through the storm. May he bring you home rejoicing at the wonders he has shown you. May he bring you home rejoicing once again with this community.